0: I can hear you yeah, hooray I can't hear me but that's okay uh yeah I, I mean can't I guess hear me I can either hear. you know what I mean yeah I hear me but I hear me outside of my headphones I don't hear me inside my headphones you Life hear complicated. you
1: but are you listening to
0: you <laughs> I hate this oh no it got <laughs> no. so serious it got so
1: serious. <laughs>
0: I'm having an existential crisis now. Oh, God. It's too early for that. Oh, I should. Yeah, it is. Uh, I should put my phone on airplane mode.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Since
0: it rang recently.
1: Uh, Well, you already got that call, so you don't need any others, right? That's correct.
0: All I needed to know was that I'm getting free Botox through my insurance company for my migraines. Welcome to...
1: our podcast about how to scam the health insurance industry.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm I want to know. So psyched. I'm like, that was a great phone call to receive. <laughs> well, your insurance has approved the Botox treatments for your migraines. Like, oh. <laughs> well, isn't that something? Like looking know. at
1: my wrinkles gives me a headache. What can <laughs> we do about this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, I'm like, farewell thee, forehead wrinkles. (laughs) (laughs) Farewell thee. Ooh, Uh, I forgot
1: for a second. I just looked over. I lit a little candle before we started just...
0: Just to create the mood a little bit, you that know. That is so. I almost lit my candle because no way. And I never like candles when we record because for me it's always really early, like early yeah. on in the morning. So because yeah. I took my Palo Santo spray. Well, actually, no, it's not Palo Santo. It's called Prosperity Spray. Oh my! And wait, spray some the, this way, huh? Yeah, right. Ooh, it's cute. Orange, clove, and cinnamon, and it oh, says. That sounds Festive. Yes, Oh, it is. It's so festive. Spray yeah. to invite in the energies of abundance and prosperity also grounds and anchors energy and brings blessing to a home. So I gave a little spritz. I spritz it before I write. I spritzed it before oh. our recording session started. And I then as that. I was spritzing, I was like, "I should light a candle." Mm-hmm. And then I didn't, but you oh. did. I did. I I felt your energy. That's clearly That's what it exactly was. Exactly what's happening.
1: It's not a magic candle. I'll be honest with you, but it's um it's very relaxing. It's I got it. Um, When I went to that, when we went to that place for my birthday, that, uh, when we stayed at that Hambleton hall, the little, Oh
0: yeah. Little country manor place. Yeah. It it
1: was, they had like a little like gift basket for me (sighs) since it was my birthday and it was in there. Yeah. It's awesome. It's called, the brand is called. Pinhaligans, which oh. is such an English
0: name, so English. <laughs> Pinhaligans, uh, that's lovely. Well, I've introduced now to uh, uh, the home the pumpkin-scented candles because yes. it's that time of year. Even though it's still hot, uh, yeah. you know, it's I can't wait any longer. It's autumn somewhere. Damn it's, it. it! It's
1: it's autumn here. Actually, today it was kind of warm, but yeah, we've had straight up like rainy and it was a little frosty i could see my breath in the air the other day oh my gosh mm-hmm. are, are the leaves changing colors they're starting oh. to change yes um, um it's kind of funny too because i was a little like they skipped halloween and now there's christmas decorations out already like there's some halloween stuff and i just so i go to tk max oh that's which right which is which is <laughs> tj Maxx, basically um which is where i got a lot of my halloween decorations before in the states you know you pick up yeah, little they're things. they're the best they just the majority of the decorations while very halloween are like ceramic things mm. like like figurines and i'm like i don't
0: that's not i don't want what that i, look I for want in a halloween decoration
1: yeah i want a candle holder or i want like a wall hanging or yes yeah.
0: Yes, or in my case, I want little plush birds dressed in Halloween costumes, yes. which I currently have from oh Target. Oh my God,
1: from Target. I was just about to say, I need a Target one spot so bad right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, you I do. I need little plates to put my sundries in. I need um, hand towels
0: yes. to put in the kitchen. Oh my gosh, yeah. we've got the hand towels out. It's a, It's a cat wearing a vest with like, Pumpkins and bats on it. I mean, oh, what more do you need? Delightful. dressed up cats on my hand towels. I love yeah. it. Those came yeah. from Marshalls, perhaps. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think they came from Marshalls. Uh-huh. Um, the best. Home goods. Oh, now I feel like going shopping. Oh. I want to shop. Girl, but I feel you. Good to know. I thought America was the only country that freaking does Christmas in September out here. Like, there's still, there's an abundance of Halloween stuff, but also... Mm-hmm in the next aisle it's like Christmas yeah I, I thought it was just us
1: I mean I'm not going to lie I got a little excited because I was I'm, like oh I feel like excited. I can really get away with decorating for Christmas around here like Halloween yes. I was like "I was like, hey where can I put Halloween decorations <laughs> like, <sighs> let's get clear here oh, uh, I'm
0: so excited for Christmas decoration season I, know. I can't wait I know. it's so soon it's so soon Crazy. Uh,
1: well, this is the um, uh, Holiday Anticipation Podcast, also known as... Banshees and Booze. A paranormal podcast. With
0: a shot of liquid courage. Yeah, it is. Mm, for
1: and some of us. And that's all we have us. to say about that. Yeah, oh, okay. I know. Poor Amy. Tis a
0: sad, sad day for me. It's- <laughs> I'm not going to imbibe on the oh. alcohol because mm. I... After we record our two episodes, mm-hmm. have to take care of a baby.
1: Boo responsibility.
0: Yeah. I wish I was in Europe with you.
1: <laughs>
0: but here I am working. And yeah. it's also 9 a.m. here. And I feel like I just wouldn't be able to shake the booze off of me in time to go. I understand. Care for this, this little angel baby. So here yeah. I am, miserable and drinking water. Okay, I'm not miserable. I'm excited to be with you and through oh, through Facetime. Good. Yeah, but that, that feels yeah, good. That yeah. feels good. So I'm drinking vicariously through you, Tammy.
1: Great. You want to hear what we're drinking today?
0: Yes. What are we drinking today?
1: Well, look, I actually made a cocktail. Look. (gasps) It looks beautiful. Aw. Wait, the ice melted. Did the ice melt? (laughs) The ice melted too much to make a fun noise. I'll drink some of it and then you'll be able to feel it. She's
0: just sloshing it around. Well. um, what is it? It looks yummy.
1: I'm going second, but I'll tell you. So um, this week, uh, I selfishly suggested that we do... (laughs) Um, haunted tourist attractions because I just got back from Paris where my brave ass went to the catacombs. So I wanted alone. to talk about you that. went
0: alone, right? I did I did girl I went alone? Oh my god! And this is so exciting because I don't know anything about Tammy's story either. Yeah, because. I We're professionals, and we save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Save it. So
1: I looked up a recipe. This is called a skeleton key. Ooh, (gasps) it's real. It's a real Uh cocktail. Look at us. It is. And hold on. I've got the ingredients here. It is um, one and a quarter ounces of bourbon. Check. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Three to five ounces ginger beer. I went a little light. Uh, a dash of Angostura bitters. Done. Hey, dash weird. Away. I actually have those. Yeah, yeah. And then um, it called for fresh lemon juice, but I was at um, the grocery store and I found a lemon and turmeric shot, and I decided to put that in there instead.
0: I How thought it'd give. It...
1: That's what I thought too. Yes. Look, I'm getting over a cold, so I gotta. Aww. Yeah. There you go.
0: That's actually probably a really good cold buster. Yeah, actually,
1: it's got all this vitamin C. It's got the turmeric. I mean, what are you going to do? It's it's good news. Now I want that really
0: badly. I want to describe it it to you. Okay. Okay.
1: Smells a little sweet, actually. Maybe that's the ginger beer. It's good ginger beer, though. It had all the stuff floating in it.
0: Um, Oh, I love that kind of ginger beer. Bits of real ginger.
1: Yeah, it's very uh, yellow from the turmeric one expects. And Mm -hmm. now I'm going to taste it.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. I'm tasting it. Mmm, water. That's pretty freaking good. Oh, that's great. I need that recipe. Skeleton key. I don't even taste the bourbon. Really? That's
1: shocking. It's dangerous. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> I'm like, you don't taste the alcohol in a drink you made? I know, <laughs> that right? That is... Yeah,
1: one and, one and a quarter ounces of bourbon,
0: a.k.a. Eh, there's not that much left in the bottle. I'll just do that <laughs> one and a quarter ounces is, is kind of a lot that's more than a regular shot is it i, I think a shot is an ounce maybe not who knows who knows it's I probably mean, the a quarter big ounce? side it's probably yeah. yeah. among friends you could spill that much you know exactly <laughs> exactly um what was i about to say except that my drink is delightful as well
1: Mm. Yeah, it looks
0: good. I, oh, uh, yum. This is kind of
1: like I'm drinking for the both of us. What with the healthy juice in it, you know? <laughs>
0: hey, that's right. The turmeric and lemon fresh mm-hmm. juice is like, that's the Amy por- portion. Yeah. And then the bourbon is your portion. Yeah. And the fresh ginger beer. I mean, there's, there's nary a
1: preservative in oh, here. Yeah, that's just right. not... Does not sound like a Tammy drink at all. Normally,
0: I'm like, the green stuff. Ralph's brand, please. Yes! Look at you. And you didn't even know up until like a minute before we started recording that I wasn't going to drink. It's like you like, my God, look at us. No matter how far we are apart, I was... Gonna light a candle, you lit a candle. I'm not drinking, you made an Amy drink. I'm extra drinking, yeah. You're, I love this. I love this. Baby, uh, there ain't no mountain high enough. Aw, oh, to keep yeah. me from getting to you, babe. Boom, boom, boom. That's all I remember.
1: Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> I started doing the, like, bass line, and I was like, I think this is what it sounds like. Uh-huh. It was actually about to turn into Uptown Funk. Boom, 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 boom,
0: boom, boom, boom. I, I feel like if we started from the beginning of the song, it yeah. would have we, it, we would have had it. We would have had it, absolutely. Well, today's theme or topic is haunted tourist attractions. Yeah, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, as it turns out, pretty much everything we research is considered a tourist attraction in some way, shape, or form because yeah. things that are haunted attract people to it. There you go. Um, but I chose uh, something that I'm surprised didn't come up with like haunted islands or any of our pre- previous topics. It's never popped up for me. It is called the Rose, Rose Hall Mansion in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Ooh. Uh-huh. And it is so purdy Um, and super haunted and it just has a really interesting story that goes with it. So, uh, I'm going to read you an article from medium.com. Oh, Uh, it was written by a woman named L. Sydney Fisher and she's a great writer, but very, very descriptive. So I'm probably going to edit as I go along here. Okay. So here we go. Uh, She is an author of all things paranormal and supernatural. Uh, She's got a lot of published books that are available on Amazon. Um, Just giving her a shout out because I'm reading her stuff right now. Um, Okay, so she says that her enthusiasm for unexplained mysteries has spanned more than three decades and has included visits to some of America's most haunted places. Um, But then she was taking a cruise and she um, and Jamaica was one of the ports of call on the cruise. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, shit, there's no way I'm missing out on going to the famously haunted Rose Hall mansion. Um, So this is exciting. The author is a clairvoyant and a psychic medium. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm like super pumped because I feel like that's beyond, you're not just a paranormal investigator. Like yeah. you're in it with the ghosts. They are talking to you. Um, so she writes that her excitement raged as she anxiously awaited <laughs> to get inside the historic mansion. So um, there are, it, uh, tales of a white witch who practiced voodoo and tortured slaves on this sugar plantation now tammy yes, i thought tammy. that a white witch was a good witch that's what
1: i thought too and that doesn't seem that good wait a minute i think she means basic
0: white witch oh shit like, like this woman white was- white people yes witch. she's a white people wish she's a white mm-hmm basic bitch witch yep. mm-hmm. she's a basic witch yeah um yeah you know what i believe you're correct tammy i believe you're correct she's a witchy with the good hair so
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um she, I'm so appropriating today. that voodoo i mean come on
0: <gasps> seriously Torturing slaves and appropriating their culture all at the same time we Weird. hate her so much yeah. we hate her so much already um, so, the White Witch. Okay. Where am I? Great. Uh, so, okay, so our author did a bunch of research before going to Rose Hall, as we do. You know, we research like crazy before I we mean, go anywhere. I mean, tirelessly. <laughs> we research what booze we can take with us. Uh-huh. Uh, so she studied and read and researched and, um... She says, I was somewhat disappointed to discover that the legend of the White Witch was most likely fictional, and yet numerous reports of the mansion's haunting still continued to mount as I searched. I wondered then whose spirit was lingering there. Um, the the White Witch, her real name in real life was Annie Palmer. So she said, if Annie Palmer wasn't guilty of the horrific acts associated with her name at Rose Hall, then who could be haunting the mansion and why? Um. yeah so the tale of Annie Palmer aka the white witch I don't even know if the article gets into it but uh oh it does so I'm not I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait okay. I was proud of myself from remembering my research but it's it's already written so that wait. happens to
1: me all the time because I like look up at a bunch of different places but I don't always like copy and paste from all of mm-hmm. the places so then I'll be like I remember reading about this and then three paragraphs later you're like and that's the there thing it I is. was just talking
0: about yeah <laughs> These articles are plagiarizing our thoughts. Yeah, how dare they? Golly. We're fully um, citing them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jeez. Upon arriving, she writes, I was stunned by the Georgian-style man- st- Georgian mansion's grandeur as it was more splendid than its online pictures. Well, My let me goodness. tell you, the online pictures are very splen- splendiferous. These are uh, super splendorous. Yeah. This mansion was, it's crazy. The house was built in the 1770s, um, and then it later became the property of John Palmer in the 1800s, but suffered serious damage from a fire during the late 19th century. The mansion was restored twice during the mid to late 20th century and finally purchased by the former Miss USA World, Michelle Rollins and her husband, John Rollins.
1: Y'all go for it. That's I mean, good
0: for them. You you earn that sash, you can do anything anything. You can Mm -hmm. buy a haunted mansion in Jamaica. Why not? Yeah. Uh, As we were led up the path to the mansion, I focused on the energy of the place while (laughs) while recalling what I had read before my arrival. So here's the legend um legend has it that the ghost of annie palmer haunts the grounds and mansion according to the story annie was born in haiti and spent much of her life there but when both of her parents died of yellow fever she was adopted by the family's nanny who introduced her to witchcraft and taught the young girl voodoo Hmm. now i've seen the the portraits of annie palmer she is white She's very, very white. So Uh, sometimes I think if uh, born in Haiti, you know, she Mm -hmm. would possibly be, be black, but girlfriend was a white ass bitch. Uh, Years later, Annie Palmer, now 17 years old, moved to Jamaica and married John Palmer, owner of Rose Hall Plantation. As the new mistress of Rose Hall, the legend has it that Annie soon tired of her husband and began taking slave lovers. When she was discovered in the bed with one of her lovers, John beat her. But days later, he met his death when he was strangled to death at the hands of his wife. Oh! She was strong. Yeah, you got to be real strong. To strangle a man? Like, Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe she's... Sl- not to say she wasn't strong enough to do it, mm-hmm. but maybe she slipped a little sedative in his nighttime tea. Who Hell knows? Hell yeah. Who knows? But that, to strangle anybody, because mm-hmm. there's a fight involved there. Uh, the story continues with Annie marrying twice more and murdering those husbands as well by stabbing the second husband to death and poisoning the third.
1: You know, I like that she doesn't confine herself to one method of husband
0: side. (laughs) You know, and also, like, why marry if you know you're going to kill them? You know. Gotta get get that money. That could be. Maybe she's in their will. I don't know. Or Mm -hmm. she's just like. Changes Done. her mind fast. Yeah. Yeah. She changes her mind. Um. So, but in 1821, Annie met her final demise when her slave lover, Taku, climbed the basement stairs during the middle of the night and entered the main house. He then crept up the main staircase and into Annie's bedroom where he assaulted the sleeping white witch and strangled her to death. The next morning, the slaves burned her clothes and personal belongings and then buried her body a short distance from the mansion. What this does skip um, is the reason why Taku decided to murder her, even though they were lovers, was she abused the slaves like, yeah, quite, quite terribly. So they decided, like, fuck this shit, fuck that bitch. She's a crazy, murderous yeah. witch. So that is why they had like I mean- zero pity.
1: You can't ever have consent in an ownership situation, so, no. you know. I totally agree. I know agree. it's not the sexy way people like to think about it, but still. Uh, Sorry, Thomas Jefferson. I don't <laughs> care if it was also kind of your half-sister or something. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. Pretty Did weird. he marry her? Did he marry her? No. Oh, okay. It was just He like was married. Affair. Oh, yeah. that's right.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure if his wife died and then his love his his slave sister lover became yeah. his wife. But no. Okay. Everything I, mean, I know a- about history is basically through you. So that's just yeah. why I and asked.
1: half of what I know is from Hamilton, so Perfect. And I drunk s- history.
0: <laughs> oh drunk history. It's educational. It really yeah. is. Um Okie dokie. So I'm gonna kind of skip this paragraph because they're basically like, and then all of these myths were debunked because blah 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 blah. But whatever. This is the there. It is fact that uh, a woman named Rosa Palmer uh, lived in this mansion. She had four husbands during her lifetime, Um, and so they're they're thinking that this woman named Rosa is actually Annie Palmer in the, in this legend. Gotcha. Um, so, so our psychic clairvoyant medium is now like, you know what, whatever, it's still haunted. Whether that legend of Annie slash Rosa Palmer is fake or not. Something's going on in this mansion. So she says, I took a deep breath and stepped inside the front room of Rose Hall. My eyes immediately lifted to the ceiling and corners of the room as I admired the interiors. Okay, blah, blah, blah. She goes into (laughs) a lot of detail about what it looked like. Um, So she says uh, she was discouraged. She did not feel a spiritual presence upon entering the house. Until dot warp. dot dot. As the guide moved our group into the dining room, I noticed a female apparition. I'm like, oh, just like that. Yeah, just, uh, that's what just, I just thought. It yeah. wasn't like I got cold and a chill and a yeah. full blown, full body. We walked into apparition. the dining room where there was a ghost. <laughs> She was eating her turkey and her corn. Uh, (laughs) I noticed a female apparition wearing a long, light blue dress with a tiny flower pattern. I guessed that she was probably in her early 30s and had lived during the early 19th century. She had dark hair that was pulled into a tight bun. She seemed to be oblivious to us as she walked around the dining room before disappearing at the corner of the table. It was as if she stepped into a doorway to the other side. Um, so interesting. And I believe it. I mean, we have a psychic medium clairvoyant lady that, you know, that we have gone to Danielle and she full blown sees full body apparitions everywhere because Mm -hmm. she just has that second sight. Yeah. Um, so this woman, our author, she brought her son and daughter, um, she she gave them specific instructions she says notice um your bodily sensations or temperature changes as we tour the house and let me know if you feel anything unusual now neither of her children have ever gone on a paranormal investigation with her and Mm -hmm. they don't know much about their mother being this empath so she was curious it was she was like testing them to see if they also had the gift Mm. I was like ah. Oh, interesting, like, Mom. This isn't Disneyland. You, you lied to are. us. I f- fine, whatever. I feel a, a cold spot. Can we go now? Yeah, it's gonna a cruise ship. A need for churros, <laughs> rum, Jamaican rum. <laughs> Uh, She says, as I expected, my son was first to inform me of the crushing sensation that he felt on his chest as we began entering the second floor where the reported murders had occurred. Interesting. Mm. But as we walked from room to room, I again sensed that the energy just wasn't matching the story that I was hearing as the tour guide led us into each of the rooms where Annie Palmer supposedly murdered her husband's. If there were ghosts on the second floor, I assumed that they were hiding. But as I entered the red bedroom that was supposedly Annie's, I felt the strong presence that had been there for almost 200 years. Um, So she goes again into like all of the, uh, Description of the details of these beautiful rooms, which I'll just right. post on Instagram. They were beautiful. Um, so she stood near the foot of Annie's old bed and she gazed around the room. She noticed a pair of ghostly eyes. Um, so she started snapping photos and the only thing that came out was there were some candelabras by Annie's bed that seemed to glow each time she took a picture, like where the candles Ooh. would be. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Ghost fire. Um, I know. Which is a real thing. When, when Jonathan Avila came right. up as our guest. And he's like, his family has a haunted land in Mexico. And there's ghost fires. I barely remember that episode. We were we really drunk.
1: Yeah.
0: That's when I made a cocktail with champagne and tequila combined. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And we I took was pictures drunk at the end of that. Pretty quick. Straight
0: out of the fucking the bottle. champagne
1: bottle. So
0: <laughs> that was a drunk ass episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Um, so. Da, 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 da. OK. She also says that she saw a full bodied apparition in Annie's room of a man sitting at a small desk. He was writing something on a tablet. And she says, as my mouth hung open in stunned silence, my eyes fell to the floor where I noticed one of his feet. Was turned on its side. His shoes were cream colored loafers with a black buckle. Just in case you were wondering what ghosts were on their feet. I was yeah. very curious. Yes. like you, They say you can't take it with you, but damn, if you've got good shoes, it crosses over. You must. You must. <laughs> Then she says uh, that she saw her son taking pictures um, of Annie's favorite mirror. He continued to snap pictures, hoping to catch Annie's reflection. But his efforts seemed pointless until we later reviewed his pictures and were amazed by a reflection that showed up in the mirror. And I will post this photo because there is an old timey looking man standing right behind her son. In this mirror,
1: yeah, but what shoes are he is he wearing? Yeah, it doesn't I mean, show his
0: shoes, so if he if he's not wearing pretty we loafers, <laughs> yeah, where's the cream colored loafers with the black buckle? Uh, at first, when I saw this photo, I was like, this is clearly a, a guy that was on the tour. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. But then, as I looked closer at the photo, the way he's standing in proximity to the like he's like right on top of the sun and. He looks super old-timey, so he could have been Mm. one of Annie's many murdered husbands, maybe? Mm -hmm. Um, She says, perhaps one of the most convincing paranormal encounters that I experienced while touring Rose Hall was the energy that still lingered in the downstairs basement. Now a gift shop and snack bar. Orbs, (laughs) orbs and light portals seem to burst forth in every picture and i suspect that these spirits are not just confined to the basement but may all roam about the mansion so i there is a picture of the basement uh like stairwell that leads up into the kitchen and it is really fucking spooky and that's apparently the passage that um Taku the the slave lover used to climb up to get access into the main house and kill kill the evil white witch Mm. um so those were her experience she said uh if you decide to visit Montego Bay Jamaica and love a good ghost story put this place on your must-see list the spirits are here although I did not sense anything malevolent from the entities I was aware of at least two intelligent hauntings in the mansion and I believe that the basement has a portal where souls are entering and exiting the house Um, if you could spend the night at Rose Hall with a team of paranormal investigators I believe that the spirits would eagerly tell me their side of the story and that interesting. is interesting. Rose Hall Mansion told through the perspective of a psychic medium, which I was like, that's very interesting because a psychic medium with just a verbose vocabulary. That she was she loves, loves good uh, decor and fashion. Uh-huh. What can we say? What? <laughs> so, I
1: mean, if you love yeah, it, but you, uh, know, you never work a day in your life.
0: And you know what? You also now we know how to trick children into um, going ha! on ghost hunts with you. <laughs> they think they're on vacation, but yeah. Oh no. Uh, well,
1: that was awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you.
0: I'll, th- I'll thank you. I'll thank you. Uh,
1: well, uh, so I, as uh, mentioned at the top of Yield Podcast here uh I I went I went to the catacombs I wasn't sure I was I was gonna try to go to that um uh that cemetery that I had done uh and then it ended up being kind of further away from where I was staying than I thought and so it was like it was my last day and um I didn't really have any plans for that day. I knew I, in the morning I was going to go up to like a they do these little flea markets, and so I was going to do that. But then you know I had to check out of the hotel, and I just had them hold my bags. My train back wasn't until like eight thirty, so I was like, yeah, I've got like a whole day, so I just wandered. And then I thought maybe I will go over there. I just I literally I just pulled up like Trip advisor and was like, what should I do? You know, I'm just going to wander. I tell you what. I walked and walked and walked, and in the two and a half days I was in Paris, I walked about twenty-seven miles. So, <gasps> yeah, damn, yeah, it was just a ton of walking. Like it was, it was so great. It's, I mean, it's that's
0: the best. I mean, it's like
1: why, why would I take like a subway somewhere because. I could stay above ground and look at all of this, you know?
0: So exactly. Yes. Uh, so I that's why I love Europe so much because of that. Yeah. That's why you can eat everything you want and drink everything you want and you lose five yeah, pounds. It was it was great. Cause you walk. Yes. Uh, it's the best. I
1: definitely had like a tight back when I got back because I walked those twenty-seven miles and then sat on my couch for two days. So
0: <laughs> but um, Oh gosh, yeah, I'll bet. It hit, Ouchies. Made up. Epsom for it. salt bath. Uh, yes.
1: But yeah, so I went over there and I was a little like, uh, I wasn't sure. I didn't, uh, it was too late to buy advanced tickets. So I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. And it just kind of said like, oh, you might have to wait in a long line. And it was a little rainy that day. Um, and I had a raincoat. So I was like, this will be good because it'll get rid of people. Um, so yeah, I went over there. I think I waited maybe half an hour. And then, um, yeah, I got to go down. And it was so cool. I was pretty I wouldn't call it scared. I was very unnerved a lot of the time. Like it felt very I think part of it is like you ca- like you you can't just leave. You know what I mean? Like you have to start and do the thing to the end. And it's about Oh, the part, the part is, that you get to go through is about two kilometers. So like it's, it's a ways. So, um, what's, how much is two kilometers? Uh, a little less than a mile.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Uh, that's a long time to be, cause you're underground, right?
1: Underground. And you literally take a spiral staircase down that just like goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And I remember thinking, hope there's an elevator on the other side. There is not.
0: Uh, oh, dear. It's Oh, my. Yeah.
1: So then you go up and up and up and up and up at the end, and you come out uh, in the gift shop, and everyone's like, because <gasps> <gasps> <sighs> it was. Oof.
0: Um, Ama- I love that it ends in a gift shop, it too. It absolutely That's ends fantastic. in a gift shop. I
1: absolutely <laughs> bought a small dish with skulls hell on yeah. it. Because, you know. Oh, hell yeah. Um, absolutely.
0: It's also like. Sorry, Mike. My- oh, what? My cat is staring at absolutely nothing in the corner. Oh, and great. It's, it's, it's talk about unnerving. Yes. Yeah. The opposite. Okay. Sorry. Of I was a little distracted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I thought I would, um, you know, kind of just talk about it. The, the whole thing, like there's, it's very educational down there as well, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I took a hundred thousand pictures, which of course I'll send to you. um. And yeah, so I thought I would just talk about it and, and, and y- like we do on this podcast. Um, yes. So, as we mentioned before, when I did the other cemetery um, in the 18th century, uh, the cemeteries were in like really, really bad condition. And there was, you know, tons of disease, you know, because they were burying above ground and things were cracking and leaking. And, you you know stinky yeah, stinky and groundwater so stinky um citizens were getting sick and uh so then louis the 15th placed an edict in 1763 banning all burials within the city limits um and while new burials were prevented like there were still bodies there um so then the next uh next louis louis the 16th came into power and and he uh, lifted the edict. What he actually ended up doing was these catacombs, they kind of already existed underground because um, it's all limestone down there. And so it had been, like, mined. And, and you know, they were building things with the limestone. Oh. Things like, you know, Notre Dame. So they had... That
0: old chest Exactly. Yes, yes so heard of it. they
1: had... Um, There were already these like tunnels and holes kind of down there. And um, this architect, um, whose name was Guillemot, um, he kind of systemized these catacombs and was like, I've got an idea. How about we dig up all these bodies that are in these very old cemeteries that, you know, they're all bones now and move them all down into the catacombs. Uh, We'll move them down here um, and then we can, you know, reuse this land and everything. So they started doing this and it took them 12 years to move bodies from hundreds of burial locations
0: Oh, my God. They
1: estimate that there are over 6 million Parisians in these catacombs.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Oh. So at first, they just um, they just brought them down and put them down there, you know. And then eventually, uh, somebody came along and was like, I've got this idea. Let's make it cute. <laughs> so they started doing all of this... <laughs> like artistic they the things that you think of if you've ever seen pictures of the catacombs where they stack all the femur bones in the front and with the skulls and everything and they'll like do different designs with the skulls like one of the first things you see is there's like a heart made out of skulls, like, in a wall.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, so they did make it, like, artsy. Yeah.
1: There's, like, places where it looks like a, like a gateway made out of skulls. And um, there's a whole thing that's, like, freestanding that looks like a big, like, pillar. Um,
0: yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that it was so, like, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah.
1: And so there's all these, uh, they... Um, Put these um, plaques, and it'll be like, here are the bones from blah, blah, blah cemetery. They were interred here by this date. Um, oh. So they're kind of like keeping it organized, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. so that in a way they're kind of still paying respect right. to the dead. And so, by just being like. Yeah, yeah, when
1: they were doing this too over these 12 years, they would make these like dusk they would put the have these um uh hearses you know these black lined hearses and they very mournfully walk through the streets like a funeral procession, moving the bones into the catacombs Mm. so it seems like they did it in a respectful way um yes but again i like that I i just just from like my personal experience like i was probably down there for 45 minutes or so um you walk for a long time through just like just stone passageways to kind of get over there. And then it starts and it just never stops. You're just like, you're like, surely now there's no more of these. And then you walk in and there's many, many, many more. And so they've done like cool things there's a bunch of places that are uh, blocked off. And actually, there are like supposedly there are like 150 kilometers of tunnels down there. But we Whoa. the the um and the tourist side didn't really open until like 2005. Like people would go down there but now that it's, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, people for sure like Damn. you could go down there and you could but it wasn't really like a tourist thing until then. With the gift shop and tour guides and whatnot. (laughs) Um, One of the big reasons, because I was walking in and there's a big old sign um, that you will be checked at the end. And if you are caught sneaking out any bones, you'll be in a lot of trouble. Because I guess that's a fucking problem.
0: Who wants to steal a fucking bone from the catacombs of Paris? Well, Amy, that's.
1: Bed. I also because it's you know it's low ceilings it's it's interesting they it feels it doesn't feel dirty or grimy down there like I think they've done a good job with like climate control and they they do a lot mm-hmm. of like restoration work and there was even you could see a section where like things had all fallen over and they kind of like left it so you could see what it looks like and we were walking by one and ah. I was like that's leaning that's leaning like I don't like that one like I'm gonna get past it. Um, and Whoa. yeah, it was just, it's just, it never stops. So I definitely saw people like sneaky touching stuff and I was like,
0: that sounds like bad juju, I, man. I'm I would not. doing everything
1: I can to not touch anything. And, uh, I'll go, I'll get back to the ghosts here in a second, which spoiler alert, I did not see any ghosts while I was down there. I did. I mean, like I said, I felt, I, I felt hyper aware of the fact that there were just innumerable human bodies around me, which is a very strange
0: feeling. Um, Yes. And I'm sure, too, if you were like there alone, you know, it would have been you're more aware maybe of other energies and spirits, but you're there with um, a tour guide and a bunch of tourists. So, you know. Right, it's, and I, it's different.
1: I did, um, I chose the non-tour guide option because it was cheaper and I'm um, cheap. Oh, but um, no, that's good. You, could just, you just wander through, but then I did like, I stole some tour guiding because um, <laughs> I, I was walking by, I had one question and as I was walking by, somebody asked her and I was like, mm, I'm going to hang out and hear the answer. Oh, perfect. My question was if they, how, if there's any like, how they're stuck together or if they're just stacked that way. Um, oh, she yeah. said originally they are just like cleverly stacked and they're just held together by gravity, which is why some of them have fallen over. But now Whoa. if they notice any movement, they have like a specialized cement that they insert in there to like,
0: Oh, keep it. okay. Yeah. So the majority of it though, they're just stacked. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. So
1: here's, here's some, here's some research about, uh, catacombs of paris and their hauntings and by the way i got Woohoo. got some of this from medium.com as well so oh uh, lovely all right so uh let's see uh so i told you it opened for tourism in 2005 it temporarily closed around 2009 due to rampant vandalism and skeleton theft
0: oh, mm-hmm. what is wrong with people paris get it together
1: mm-hmm. um okay so, here are some of the stories. In the early 1990s, a group of cataphiles, which, by the way, these are people who... who love cats. They love <laughs> cats. So? Cataphiles. They're obsessed with taking Same. cats into the catacombs. Um, Sames. And combing them down there. So... Uh, These people like seem to be both like enthusiasts and also maybe a little bit of hooligans because they're enthusiastic but maybe not always doing legal things um a little too extra yeah Mm -hmm, Um, mm because there are places where you can sneak down in if you know which way to go towards a hole and an opening because they're just everywhere they're everywhere Um, oh my god oh my god so in the early 1990s a group of cataphiles were walking through the dark chambers uh they happened upon a video camera on the ground to their surprise the camera had footage on it As the group watched the footage, they heard disturbing noises. It became apparent that the man holding the video camera was lost and had no idea how to escape. In the video, the audience can clearly draw that the man is going mad inside the underground network of tunnels. The video ends abruptly with the man dropping his camera on the ground. To this day, nobody knows who this man was or if he came out alive. <gasps> Many believe that the movie As Above So Below was inspired by this tragedy, which I've never heard of, so.
0: I've never heard of that, but it sounds very Blair Witchy it or does. something. Like it the does found footage yeah. type of like, oh my
1: God, that's so scary. Um, so uh Oh, possibly linked to the video camera story, um, a famous Paris catacombs legend says that a mystifying thing occurs within the burial site after midnight. The legend says that if you're inside the catacombs after midnight, the walls begin to speak. Disembodied voices will try to persuade you to venture deeper into the catacombs, and then you won't be able to find your way out. Mm. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) the part I was in is very like clearly defined you go down these you know stairs you walk in a straight line things that are not a straight line have gates in front of them you can't go through you know it's got it right yeah. you can't get lost you cannot. but if you're down there
0: on your own if you're on and, like, the other
1: the other parts the parts that aren't open to the public yeah, if you snuck down there
0: then that's horrifying Okay.
1: so here's a ghost uh during the french revolution a man named Philibert Asperet. Nope. Absaite. Abse- Ask me about how much French I spoke when I was in Paris.
0: It I'm was sure it was
1: quite a it bit. It was this much. Uh, Bonjour. And then they'd go, hello. <laughs> yep.
0: That was my experience <laughs> was, in Paris, too. They're like, do not. Like, no, don't.
1: no. I tried so hard. I there, I found a couple of people who didn't speak English that I was halfway
0: able to communicate with. That was all I needed. Yeah. Um, they do not want to hear it. They're like, no, I speak English. Please yeah. speak English with the- me. I'm like, but... But I want to... The first part, the
1: funniest part was when I immediately was like, here we go. I am going to Paris. I am going to speak in French. It is going to be amazing. And I'm getting ready to get on the airplane. And I hand over all my stuff and I'm like, bonjour. And he's like, hello. And I was like, oh, man, I'm already... (laughs) Damn it. I was like, I'm already failing. And then I realized... I had given him my passport he fucking knew I was American oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was <laughs> no slight on my accent it's like
0: it's, not, it's like it's not that you weren't convincing it's just that um yeah, I was like we uh yeah. we see where you're from yeah you're you're, it, you're it, from Texas it says it right here ma'am
1: <laughs> um he's like please don't try to fool me like, howdy ma'am um <laughs> he has
0: like a perfect texas accent (laughs) (laughs) like
1: y'all have a good day now here i'm like damn it oh oh,
0: lord what's (laughs) oh yes so i loved the pronunciation of this guy's name it was
1: amazing i don't know what his name is
0: Philbert, I will let you. I will let you speak you. in whatever language and accent you wish. Merci, domo arigato.
1: Um, okay, he <laughs> was a doorman at the Val de Grasse Hospital um, on a mission to fetch a certain liqueur from a cellar. Philibert actually ended up entering the Paris catacombs instead, which uh, uh, means oh. he did not need any more of that liqueur. But no, he did also. Also, I highly sympathize with him. Uh, <laughs> all right. Walking around the pitch black catacombs alone with just a single candle, Philly Bear became incredibly lost and confused. Many believe he may have just been intoxicated at the time as well. I mean, again.
0: N- Most likely. Sounds yes. great.
1: Philip's yeah. candle blew out, making his vision completely black. At this point, it was virtually impossible for him to escape the profound darkness of the catacombs. His body was not found until 11 years later when when a group of old-timey cataphiles uncovered it. Uh, (gasps) They identified him by the hospital key ring hanging from his belt. Asper is uh, buried in the catacombs in the exact same place where he died with a tombstone describing his death. Uh whoa. Cataphiles and Catacombs folklore tellers say that each November 3rd, Philly Bear's ghost haunts the labyrinth of the catacombs. Ooh, Ooh. love yeah. that. And finally, just to wrap up quickly, this is not about a ghost, but it is the creepiest thing you'll ever hear. <sighs> In 2004, a group of police officers was exploring a part of the Paris catacombs restricted from public access. They began to uncover very strange things. First, they found a PA system with pre recorded guard dog barking noises playing. Oh! Then they found 3,000 square feet of galleries wired for phones using pirated electricity. What? The officers found a bar, a living area, a workshop, a lounge, and even a cinema with room to seat 20 people. (laughs) The cinema seats had been carved into the stones of the catacombs. The creepiest part was they saw cameras on the ceilings recording them.
0: (gasps) I'm scared right now. Like legit chills. The police
1: squad went back to the area later with a larger team to investigate. Everything they had discovered from the phone lines to the Paris Catacomb cinema had vanished. The only thing they found, a note that said "Ne cherchez pas," meaning "Don't search."
0: Holy shit, that's so creepy. And Amy,
1: I've seen pictures. <laughs> There's a part where there's a fucking like chandelier hung down there and people have made thrones out of some of the like bones and they were literally just throwing fucking parties down there. There are
0: some fancy ass squatters Mm -hmm. like holy shit yeah. and that's like just another like testament of how massive these catacombs yeah. are because for that to have gone unnoticed mm-hmm. like you know how much time that took to like pirate electricity down there and put up cameras it's and the shan- in fucking
1: chandeliers insane I can't imagine being like I'm gonna go relax down here and have a good time which might my- Two very quick things. First thing you need to know Aaron B and B absolutely did a contest and they set up a room where people could spend the night down there on Halloween. No Shut fucking up. thank you. Nothing. Part A. Part B, uh, I told you this part because I screamed a lot. Um <laughs> I very uncomfortable. I was being very respectful. They had a thing where they were like, if you have a backpack, wear it in front, which I did because I, you know, I had checked out of the hotel room, so I was carrying my backpack in the front like a real cool dude the whole time. And it was just very like, I can stay as far away from this as possible. So go through the gift shop, get out. uh, I sit down. I'm like readjusting my shoe. I kneel down and on the side of my coat is the unmistakable evidence of bone dust. Ah. I had clearly (laughs) brushed up against some of the bones and there was fucking bone dust oh, on my coat. I don't like
0: it. I, I don't like so it. I was so upset. I was so upset. Oh, and you made such an effort. I, did. I think that bone dust wanted to be on I know. you. I think it jumped on you. And I kind you. of freaked
1: out and was like wiping it off with like the sleeve of my coat. And then I was like, oh no, oh is God. that disrespectful? I don't know.
0: Like, <laughs> you got to burn the coat.
1: I know, it's that's brand it, new, and I like it
0: so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and dust. I do have the picture you sent to me. You're like, Amy, bone dust. <laughs> and I, it's there. It's there. Oh, it's, um, it's bone dust. It's going on the Instagram, yeah. too. We're going to have a lot of Instagram. Yeah. I need two posts for this episode. I know, right?
1: I'll send you. Well, we could do a separate one <laughs> oh. with all my pictures if you want, because.
0: Oh, yes. I'm so excited to see I know, them. I didn't send you oh, any. Oh, my God. I know, because we save it for the podcast. Yes, that. Good.
1: Well, if you have something that you're saving for the podcast, you should send it to us at our email address upghostandpersonal at gmail.com, which you can also access via the website bansheesandboos.com.
0: Um, hell yes. And then if you're on the social meds as we are, Mm. you... Ooh, I just did a little burp. Uh, You can uh, uh, look at our pictures that correspond with every single podcast episode Mm -hmm. and drop us an instant message. We get a lot of those Mm -hmm. with really funny memes and stories at Banshee's and booze or twitter at banshees Mm. booze um and uh yeah send us your ghost stories bitches halloween's coming yeah it's get festive get into it it's it's the season it's the the reason for the season sounds things are getting scary um uh, and oh yeah hey tammy oh yes amy (laughs) if you see a ghost
1: uh throw a fucking skeleton rave i don't know <laughs> i i did you see the fear in my they face did the monster did, was, yeah. <laughs> ultimate monster. i kind of sprung it on you really quick no i totally I forgot I you had normally i have something poised and ready to go and i did not this time that's the that's improv baby it's improv that's baby. improv thinking on my feet. <laughs> um hey amy
0: <laughs> yes tammy if you see a ghost Check out its footwear. Yes! <laughs> That's thinking on your feet. I know, because when you said thinking on your feet, I was like, feet, feet, shoes, buckles, footwear. It's all coming yes, together. I have it. I have you're it. <laughs> you're a genius. You're a genius. You're a bone Hey, dust. let's do this again. Shall let's? we? Sounds great, everybody. We'll catch you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.